Hello, this is Nisha O'Reilly of the Purple Psychology Podcast, and this is episode 109, and I'd like to talk about learning styles today. I've read a lot of articles recently that are debunking learning styles, and I guess there's so much about my own perception that I take for granted, and I think that this has become more obvious to me over the last year as I've started to write, and I've started to have a lot of feedback from other people on how um, my perceptions of learning and of how we process the world are so different. And there's so much that I naturally do that I take for granted. I never think about learning styles as a single learning style. And I guess it now makes sense to me that when I talk to parents and they say to me, oh, my child is a visual learner, and I kind of go, yeah, you know, and and, and take it on board, but don't, don't really particularly worry about it. And though I do think about learning styles and I very much think about them in terms of personalities, I never think about them singly. And for me, it's not about how you present um, information to people. It's how about you actually own the material. And I guess what I'm constantly doing with students is showing them, regardless of learning style, how they can actually apply a different perception and a different way of processing different subjects in a way that actually suits them and makes them interesting and makes them remember them and engage with them. So it's not as simple as how you present a concept to people and whether it's about visuals or about auditory listening and so on. It's a lot more complicated than that. I think um, learning styles is trying to take something about humans and make it very simplistic when we're incredibly complex. Um, I'm much more interested in the multiplicities and the linearities and particularly in relation to learning difficulties because in in one sense for some people it's because they're taking so much information and they take it in in so many formats that they're really struggling to actually filter the information whereas for others they become very linear as they get older and there's a lot of polarity and a lot of black and white thinking in how they view the world and so in another sense they find it very hard to motivate themselves um, And I guess that's why personality comes into learning so much, because it's the motivations of each personality as to why we learn. And within that, then, it gets very interesting because there's um, there's huge uh, generational patterns as well. And, And you can see generational skill sets almost in families. So if we take visual, you know, there's there's no comparison between somebody being a visual person and being good on the stock market, being an architect being even an interior designer or being a writer. All of those are visual skills, but they're in vastly different ways and vastly different perceptions. So we don't, we can't simply say that someone's visual. There's different types of visual, um, and it's that translation of the, the 3D world around to us and whether we put it in an abstract way in terms of writing or whether we're building a 3D building around us or whether we're turning... Um, a 3D design into almost a kinesthetic atmospheric experience for people around us and we're creating spaces for people. So those are all visual skills, as is looking at numerics and looking at stock market data, which is a specific skill set which some personalities are amazing at. And I quite often find that the best way to explain to parents um, how they're children see the world is to actually show them artists and I joke that there's an artist for every personality so there's radically different ways to be an artist and to be a sculptor and to have a different perception and you can see that in the array of artists um, in the world it starts to give you 
a sense of the array of possibilities and how you can just be visual. And that's just being visual. That's without taking, you know, auditory and kinesthetic. And what I consider to be practical, which is um, the deconstruction of ideas. And then when you start to compare, combine, you know, visual skills with deconstruction ideas and you get completely different people. So for me, um, it's much more complex. And, and I think I naturally do this. And what I'm constantly doing is trying to help students to apply this so that they end up with a passion. On you know, the, the slogan for the purple learning is develop your love of learning. So if you have a gifted teacher, it's not simply about how they present the material to you. It's about their passion for it and how they bring that passion to you. And they help you to want to engage with it. And I joke with some of my teachers in the teaching team that the biggest problem I have is that when they work with them, they want to be them and they want to do their area of research and have their lives because they've been Injected such a passion for their subject. And so often what I'm trying to do in, in showing people how they learn and how they process the world, and in, you know, in a framework possibly of learning styles along with their personality and other aspects, is to show them how to inject that actual passion into learning for themselves at home, when quite often they haven't had that within the school environment. Um, or even a university environment. You know, I think some of them, probably some of my worst learning experiences were actually at university level rather than school level in terms of actually engaging with the material. Um, I had so few lecturers who really brought it to life. And, you know, it was ironic to study a subject such as oceanography and to do chemistry and physics and biology, subjects that are really tangible in the real world naturally around us, and to have people turn them into abstract, you know, theoretical concepts and not make them actual reality for me. Um, and I know one of my teachers on the team, you know, in particular makes maths very realistic, and he jokes, is, you know, when, when, so when the students go back to school and say to their teacher, you know, oh, you know, I was doing this class with somebody outside and they, they looked at this this way, and the teacher will go, oh, that's a really interesting way to go, and my teacher will go, well, what other way is there to look? at it you know so it's this whole idea of actually making um theoretical concepts real for people around us and having a real uh, purpose and something that you can actually relate to and because you can relate to it then you end up with a passion and an interest in it so for me you know learning styles is much more complex and i think i'm a little bit I think it's a really good framework for people, but it's not as simple as saying to someone, oh, you're a visual learner or you're an auditory learner. It's the complexities within that, the sort of way that you're a visual learner, why you're a visual learner, what type of visuals you are particularly good at, which can be vastly different, and what motivates you, how you apply that to the real subjects, how you make um, a, you know, a piece of poetry visual for you, you know, how you can imagine stepping through the poem and actually imagine the experience and imagine the things that you meet along the way, or imagine the story, or taking the poem in context, in a historical context, and thinking about what the world really looked like then, and what people, sort of buildings people lived in, the effects of war, there's very different ways to own visuals. And in similarly then when I work with people with dyslexia, it really matters how you present data. And I bring along an example quite often from my oceanography days where I show all the currents and all of the, the oceanography cycles within the world. And I have a horrific 
um, depiction of it, which is exceptionally complex to look at. But I have a very simplistic one where you can look at it and you can look at the conveyor belt of the circulation. You go, oh, I get that. Um, and a lot of it relies on actually using colour schemes and, you know, simple colour schemes from hot to cold, from red to blue. Um, so our perception of things matters much more than our visuals. Um, and I still will use, always use the framework of the learning styles to describe it to people because it's a simple way to describe it to them. But I realise that what I'm doing is a lot more complex. And as I said, it's not about a box-ticking exercise of saying to someone, you're a visual learner, fine, you know, I'll, I'll show you visuals. That's still not putting an onus on me to m make you able to engage with my topic and really understand it and really own the material. It's the difference between showing and learning. So thank you.